The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. How you doing, everyone? We have Keisha Kennedy, who's the founder of Kennedy Remedy Investments. Her company focuses on building strong partnerships with fellow passive investors in multifamily, which leads to generational wealth and financial freedom. So Keisha, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, where you are now? I think it's a pretty, it's pretty, cool, uh, pretty cool story. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Um, my name is Keisha Kennedy, and I'm actually residing in a country called Kuwait, and it's an hour flight from Dubai. I am deployed as a military contractor, and I was also in the military. So here I am. But I am originally from Richmond, Virginia. My father was in the military for 23 years. So I've lived all over the world and referred to as a military brat. So I was born in Germany. I've lived in Kentucky, California, Colorado, went back to Virginia, and then graduated in Germany um, in high school. And so my father's last duty station was in Richmond, Virginia. So he taught military science at University of Richmond and Virginia Commonwealth University. So I ended up attending VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. And my major was science concentration in chemistry. I was pre-pharmacy at the time and I volunteered in the pharmacy and I realized, hey, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And while I was attending VCU, I joined the Army National Guard and deployed to Kuwait and returned back to uh, VCU, graduated. And I remembered when I had deployed as a mil- in the military, I had ran into a lot of contractors that said, hey, we're making really good money here. It's tax free. So that's what I did. In, in 2009, I ended up deploying to Kuwait as a contractor for about four years. My contract ended and I returned back to Richmond, Virginia. And that's when I started a bell bonds in business. And I was also working for the bureau up at Quantico as a contractor. And then my old position in Kuwait opened back up and I said, hey, I want to go back overseas, continue to build that income over time. The first time when I was here, Uh, As I mentioned previously, that's when I started investing in commercial. I mean, that's when I started investing in real estate and residential assets. So that was in 2011 after the market crash. So the second time, as I mentioned earlier, I came back to Kuwait in 2017. And last year in 2021, I decided to start investing in commercial assets. You know, I was investing in residential and I seen the benefits of it from my passive income that I was receiving from the single family homes and the duplex, but now I wanted to scale and make more income and learn the commercial real estate side of things. And so that's when I started investing as a limited partner on four deals last year. And then I became a general partner on a deal that closed in December and in 56 units. 
And then uh, we just closed on a deal last week, 120 units in Des Moines, Iowa. And now I'm working on a deal, 174 units in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I am currently in what Richmond, which is 27 units as a limited partner, 81 units in Florence, Kentucky, as a limited partner, 27 units, no, I'm sorry, 24 units in Columbia, South Carolina, and then 19 units in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So right now I'm in a total of six, six deals, plus the seventh deal would be the 174 units in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm doing this all from residing in Kuwait. Wow. So it's only a matter of time. So you can't list all those numbers in, in perfect detail. So I guess you're, yes. you're wrapping up really fast, <laughs> but you know, I have this uh, thing. It's like, I feel like I can't invest. I feel like I, I have a hesitation from investing in um, back home because I'm down in new Orleans, but you're doing it from like eight times, time zones away. So I don't think I have any excuses anymore. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of good stuff to talk about here, but I want to take it all the way back to what's your first milestone in real estate? Yeah. So my first milestone in real estate was when I took action and I invested in my first single family home, which was after the market had crashed. So I invested in that single family house that I had mentioned earlier, and it was a bank foreclosure. I paid $29,500 for it. It was less than a year old, and it also came with the lot next door. So that was my first milestone. I will never forget it. I was here in Kuwait, never went to see the property myself, but I trusted in my parents to do the due diligence for me. And they said, hey, this is a good deal. What you see online is what you're getting. The only thing I had to do was pull up the carpet and put down new flooring, stick a for rent sign outside. And then I started out making $823 a month for rent. And I received my initial invested capital back within the first three years. Oh uh, yeah, I, I that's a there's a metric that I look at looked at recently, like, rece like receiving the capital back in like three years is pretty amazing. Yes, it is, and I still have a copy of my first check. My father had emailed it to me, so I will always hold on to that first check because that's how I got started. Remember how you always get started. You know, I'm I'm very humbled from where I started. Um, I didn't come from a wealthy family. My first job was working at Anthony's Pizza in Germany. I was a cashier and a cook. So, you know, hard work pays off. And I'm very humbled to say that now I'm investing in commercial assets. So that was my first milestone was that first purchase in 2011 when I purchased that single family home. Yeah, that's amazing. And so uh, it sounds like you had an awesome, you know, journey as a childhood. You probably learned a lot from all these different cultures. I just got back from Europe last semester. Nice. I know that Yeah, I was in Copenhagen. And I learned a ton about just culture by just comparing it to how America is different. I was like, wow, like what I thought was about like the whole world was just about little things just that were just about America. So, I mean, definitely yeah. cool to have that experience when you're young, but I'm kind of want to talk about that and like, you know, how, how is it to have all these cultural influences when you're young? Yeah, it's, it's definitely helped me to be mindful and open to other cultures and be able to just communicate with a lot of people. So I can, I'm used to moving every three years as a child, even though it was tough, it has opened up so many doors and allowed me so many opportunities because I can communicate with everyone. You know, it has opened up, like you mentioned culture, you know, there's different cultures around the, the country. And so here in Kuwait right now, I live in a Muslim country. So for example, yesterday, 
um, I went to a bodybuilding show and you would probably assume that they were both male and females competing there, right? Well, no, it was only men because the culture here is Muslim. You cannot, women cannot compete in the bodybuilding show. So I am a bodybuilder and I have to compete in another country. So that's one of the cultural differences that, you know, compared to the States, but yeah, growing up as a child, I was able to meet people from all over the world. As I mentioned earlier, I grew up in Germany the first couple of years of my life. And then I went back there and graduated high school. And then also being able to live abroad, I, I am a world traveler. So I visited so many countries around the world and it's definitely a humbling experience. You know, some of the things that we take for granted in the States, such as light, clean water to drink, um, you know, shoes are on our feet, AC. These are things that we take for granted. And once you start traveling to poorer countries and third world countries, you will realize, man, we have it really made in the States just for, you know, clean water and shoes on our feet. I, I visited an orphanage in Kenya and the kids were so happy. They were running without shoes on their feet and they were happy. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, it kind of makes you think it's like we have a lot of these baseline necessities covered and like so many opportunities, but like I couldn't even imagine where like the only thing you have to focus on is like actually like the the, the first fundamental needs of, of survival versus there's like and, and like housing and like, you know, can't even get to the point where like, you're like, how can we, you know, build all these things for the entire world when we have to just like make sure we, we, uh, you know, can support our family. And like, I guess we all have that in a way, but it just, it's cool, cool cultural difference. And I guess like, yeah, I mean, are, you have any inspiring stories like from, from uh, some of your travels? I'd love to hear. Yeah. Um, I would say Kenya because I have visited the orphanage many times. I, I've actually sponsored some children from there. Uh, I do not have any children, so I love giving back to the community when I do travel. So I've, I've given in Sri Lanka at a school and then, of course, Kenya when I was sponsoring children there because their parents have either, you know, gave them up for adoption and they don't have anyone to take care of them or they just, they just don't have a place to stay. So again, that, that's very humbling to see a child run with no shoes that right there has left a big impact on me and just really humbled me and I went back several times to Kenya to to give and to to volunteer so as I mentioned this is something that we take for granted I've also visited the villages at Kenya and they're living in a hut so there's no AC they don't have a playground the kids don't have anywhere to go um, they're starting a fire with with sticks and you know they demonstrated that to me so just, just small things, you know, things that we complain about. Oh man, my AC is out. Oh man, the power is out. These are things that they live with on a daily basis. You know, no vehicle, you know, they're walking, they're carrying things on top of their head. So just be, just be thankful that we live in a world where we have all the necessities that we are used to on a daily basis, because a lot of people wish that they were where you are at right now, even though you are complaining. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a very good perspective and um definitely you know opens your eyes it's good to have that kind of reminder because you know theoretically we know what's going on but like you know, here's a first-hand story like we've people have seen it and you know um so yeah. definitely important so um you know do you do you see real estate as an opportunity to uh you know help people who in in, in need in that in that like a in other countries like that 
Can you repeat the question? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's got, okay. I'm so like thinking about it, but um, yeah, like how do you see real estate as an opportunity to to help people in need? And like, how can, uh, you know, people mix their passion with real estate for, for uh, their passion for, you know, helping helping the world? Yeah, absolutely. That is a great, a great question. So as a investor, you know, we make quite a return on our investment, you know, both general partners and limited partners in a syndication. And so let me back up. A general partner is someone that finds the deal, underwrites the deal, does the boots on the ground, the due diligence, asset manages the deal, right? And so limited partners are people that invest their capital in the deal and they're not active. So if you are a busy individual and you you own a business or you don't want to deal with the tenants, toilets, and trash, you I would highly suggest you invest as a limited partner at LP in a deal with the general partner where the general partner will take care of the deal and you're going to receive a return on your capital. So you receive a quarterly distribution, you'll receive a profit from the sale, and you don't have to be active. You don't have to be stressed out. And there is a holding period. It can range from three to five to seven years. Each deal is different. And so to answer your question, some of the returns that you're getting at from a syndication deal, whether you're a general partner or a limited partner, you can use some of that money to donate to countries like I mentioned, like Kenya or Sri Lanka or, you know, the Philippines. There are so many countries that you can donate your, your money to. And it makes you feel good to just give back and know that your money is, is working for someone else, you know, that doesn't have. Be blessed. Yeah, that's definitely an amazing opportunity. And part of the reason I want to, you know, invest in real estate, not only do I want to make a place that's better for people to live, but also on the backside, I want to help my family investors with their goals too, which could be as broad as investing with um, into other countries and people in need, which is something I'm passionate about as well. So yeah, it's awesome. It's, it, it shouldn't always be about, you know, the money, the money is going to come and go, but just being able to impact someone's life, that's, that's amazing. So my why is to help as many veterans because I'm a veteran and to help minorities as possible. I'm a minority and to help bridge that wealth gap for minorities. Um, also, we are also impacting the community through our value add strategy, buying uh, through our value add buying criteria in a syndication. So we're buying uh, deals that are below market rent. And so we are going in and renovating those, those assets and bringing them up to market rent and stabilizing it and selling it. So during that process, we are also impacting the community through our value add strategy because a lot of these owners are not making those renovations and a lot of tenants cannot afford to purchase a home, which is why they're renting an apartment. So my why, as I mentioned, is to educate as many people as possible on my social media platform because the impact of investing as a investor 11 years ago has truly changed the trajectory of my, my life. And so I want to help as many people as possible and then also impacting the community. So how did you find the GP when you first started investing as a limited partner? Yeah, that's a good question. So when I first started investing as a limited partner in the syndication, instead of being self-taught like I was in the residential space, I said, hey, I'm going to get a coach or a mentor to help me. I don't want to you know, learn as I go. Um, I want to invest in myself. And so that's how I met the general partner who I invested in on the first deal. I, you know, I wanted to make sure I like, know, and trust them. And so we communicated and built that relationship over time because this is a 
long-term hold, right? Three to five years, as I mentioned earlier, you want to make sure that you like know and trust that individual and also do your due diligence and do your homework and research them and, and see how many deals they have taken full cycle. And, you know, you want to make sure that your capital is invested well, so you can get a great return on your money. Great. And so, I mean, I assume that as a general partner, you have another general partner that you're working with. Otherwise, I, I don't know how you could balance, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, the time difference. And also, like, I don't know if you have like telepathy and you can go like boots on the ground from, from Kuwait. But uh, yeah. yeah, how did you find your, your partner if you have one? And then like, kind of how does that separate or delegation of responsibility to work? Or like, yeah, I mean, how is your, um, your company structured in that way? Yeah. So yes, you're right. I do have someone that's boots on the ground. Our target, our target market is the Richmond, Virginia area, the Hampton Roads area in Virginia, Northern Virginia, DC and Maryland. And then also we are building, we have built a team for Texas. So we're trying to take down Dallas, Texas market. So I'm really excited about that. And so my role as a general partner is to help capital raise and also asset manage. And then I have partners that are in the state that are doing the due diligence, boots on the ground, broker relations, property management uh, relations, and also helping with the asset manage. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do this all by myself. You know, commercial is a team sport and it's not an I sport. So I really love partnerships because growing up as a child, I've always played sports. So and as I mentioned earlier, I've, I've lived all over the world which has allowed me to be able to communicate and connect with other people in a partnership such as a syndication. Awesome. And, you know, I, for, I hadn't mentioned yet, but I am from DC area. I'm from Maryland. So um, oh, okay. yeah, definitely familiar nice. with Richmond and yeah, some of the places you're probably investing, but yeah, I mean, like so probably a lot of people listening to this are also from my, my, my hometown. So, I mean, what kind of places are you investing around DC and, and Virginia? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, we, I had invested in the 27 unit in Richmond, Virginia and Shaco bottom. And so we're looking to expand in that market. Also Petersburg, Virginia, Colonial Heights, Virginia. So just the surrounding MSA of, of Richmond, we're diligently looking for the best returns for our investors. Yeah. What attracts you to those markets? Yeah, because I'm I'm from that area. So when I was when I first invested in that first deal, I already knew the market. I just had to understand the the terms when it comes to commercial because it's like mm-hmm. learning a second language, right? All those different alphabets, IRR, EM, COC. It's a different language when you're coming from the residential space. So I know the market in Richmond, Virginia. I know where it's going. I know that, you know, and so I wanted to invest in an area that I know. And so that's why I want to expand our market. I mean, our um, portfolio in the Richmond, Virginia area, and also Hampton Roads. I used to live at Fort Monroe when my father was uh, in the military. And so that is a good market as well. That's great. And yeah, I mean, I, I forgot to follow up on this one, but like, how did you meet the people that you are, are working with? Oh, yes, you didn't. You did ask that. Sorry about that. I met them through my network, through my coach as well. Um, Being able to to meet someone through our mastermind meeting that we have, we usually have it once a week when I first started in April in my first uh, coaching program that I'm in. And so that's how I was able to partner up and, and work diligently with the GP. So that was 
that's one of the way that I met the partner that I'm with now. And then the second way was through a different program. Um, and that's how I was able to partner up as a co-GP on 56 units in Waco, Texas. And then uh, I met the third GP team from another coaching program as well. So more of the story is to always network, always be networking and get you a coach or a mentor. That's the best thing that has ever happened to me and why I'm so successful so fast in this business. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I started out in April and here it is in March. It's almost a year and I've invested in six deals going on my seventh deal. Yeah. From really Kuwait. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that shows you the power of partnership and networking. And it's obviously a big motivation for me. I, I just have this podcast so I can talk to inspiring people every week and I'm held accountable to do so. So it's a, yeah. it's a great way to network too. Um, awesome. So let's do it. Let's jump into the lightning round. Ready? Yes, let's do it. I'm ready. Sweet. So what superpower would you want if you could choose any superpower? Man, if I could choose any superpower, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> probably time travel only because I reside in Kuwait. And so I miss a lot of, you know, family events and, and birthdays and things like that. So I would love, you know, being able to travel in a certain specific time. So I would say time travel. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds like teleportation would help a little bit too. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what's your favorite book or what's the one that's helped you most in your journey in real estate so far? Yes. Who, not how, <laughs> man, that has been the best book for me in this business, in the commercial space, you know, just figuring out who can help you get to your goal, not how, because that, that was my mindset before. Oh, how can I do this? I can do this. I can do that. But creating that partnership and finding out people that are willing to help you get to your goal, that is a game changer. And if you haven't read that book and you have a business or thinking about starting a business, definitely pick it up. It is beneficial. Who not how? by yeah. Dan Sullivan. Amazing. Yeah. And Benjamin Hardy. I love the, I just yeah. love the dynamic. It's like the, there's the person who wrote the book is writing about how you need to find people to help you. And the, but the person who wrote the book hired someone to write the book for him. So it's like the whole thing is like <laughs> the guy who wrote the book is writing about how someone paid him or is like partnering with him to write the book. And it's like, it, it's, it's the demonstration of the power of like asking who instead of how. So, I mean, I've already yes. implemented that and it's cool. It's cool. This, yeah. 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 And, and, and we're doing that now through commercial real estate, you know, syndication. We already found our who are who are our limited partners and they're getting us to our how. Right. Yeah. And you are their how because they don't have the time or energy or knowledge to invest in real estate, but they have the but they know you. So now you're both you each other's who instead of and so, yes. you know, you accomplish both your goals. It's, it's powerful. Yes. So what motivates you to continue every day? Man, what motivates me to continue is, uh, you know, building a legacy for my future family and generational wealth while helping others achieve financial literacy through investing in commercial assets. So just, man, just everyone is motivating me. Just, just you know, seeing everyone being able to invest in commercial assets, that is my motivation the power of networking, the power of helping others. I love to help others. And so that's why I'm in this business. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I guess this is um, not a lightning round question, but are you offering like 506B or 506C uh, syndications normally? Like, 
are you usually going for accredited investors or for uh the yes yeah. yes so i i do both 506b and 506c my first deal that i was a co-gp on was a 506c which is accredited and then the second deal was non-accredited which was a 506b so 506c um because i don't know who's listening is for an accredited investor so an accredited investor is someone that makes two hundred thousand dollars every year for the previous two years or if you're married, you have a salary of $300,000 or have a net worth of $1 million that, is, that doesn't include your primary home. So that's a 506C, which is accredited. And if you do not fall in that category, then you would be considered 506B non-accredited, but you have to have a pre-existing relationship with the sponsor slash general partner. And with the 506B, we cannot solicit online, whereas the 506C for accredited deals we can't solicit online. So I just wanted to clarify that just in case. Yeah, definitely super <laughs> helpful. And um, I think the one more qualification is if you have a securities brokerage license, you can be accredited even if you don't have the income qualifications. Correct. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, it's awesome. And then for a previous relationship, it's like at least 30 days you've known each other and not talked about investments, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's who you need to invest with anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all about education. You don't want to bring on an investor that's not educated on syndication because it will not end well. You know, you want to you want to make sure that you built that trust over time too and answer any questions before you lock them into a deal because once their money is invested, that's it. They they're in it to win it. Right. And I mean, everyone, every real estate, even if you're the best operator, the best GP ever, every deal has inherent risks. And you want to make sure people are comfortable and know that because there's just things you can't control. So you like, exactly. for me, it's like, I wouldn't want to take someone's money if they weren't like confident in the investment and confident in me or confident in real estate in general. And like, you know, there you go. So that's definitely there a very go. big key. Great. So then what advice would you give to someone who, who wants to follow in your footsteps? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, um, one of them is to to get a coach. And I don't know what your budget is, but there are other free resources such as, you know, reading blogs, uh, listening to podcasts, which you're already doing right now. So you're a step of you're one step ahead of many people. Um, so yeah, so you got books, blogs, podcasts, mentor, and then also networking. So you can go to the meetup website and start going to your local RIA and just start networking and seeing how you can add value to someone. And um, I'm sure they will definitely take you on and hopefully you could become a, a mentor to that you can become a mentee to them. So there are free, way, free resources that can help you to get started in commercial assets yeah, and residential assets as an investor. Definitely, yeah, that's, that's powerful. So um, since I just put you on the spot, I wanna give you a chance for revenge. So feel free to ask me anything you wanna know about me. Yeah. So what motivates you and why did you get started in real estate? Because you are so young. You said you were 20 years old. So you're inspiring me. Right. Oh, so my goal and my passion or my purpose is to add value to the world. And I think that my interest and my skills in real estate are the best way to do that because um, it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I know and love and, and um, I'm pretty good at a lot of, a lot of aspects. So I think that my ability to, you know, create a, I mean, I'm very interested in multifamily because I like the idea of, um, you know, 
helping to create a space that people are motivated and love to be in. And, you know, like it could be really demoralizing to wake up every day and just feel like you're stuck in this box. But if it's the place that you live and that you like, you want to be and that the, has the, you know, the necessities and, and um, things that you want. And it could be, you know, start your day off, start every day off with a, to, you know, raise the bar a little bit. And I think that's really powerful for, for from the tenant perspective, but I also want to um, create passive income for my, family and for my, um, my, my legacy, because I know my mom works hard every day and my, or both my parents work hard every day. And it's like, you know, they're like, I do this so you have freedom. And so you can have like choices. And I'm like, but you know, you can only take off two, two weeks of the year, or like a, you know, a month of the year. And it's like, like, what if we could all, you know, choose to do whatever with our time and, you know, really like devote our time to what we're passionate about. And I want to have that, I want to create that opportunity for um, everyone who, who wants to join me in that, in that journey and that goal. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very motivated for, for, uh, you know, just helping to improve, improve people's quality of life and, and, and uh, pursue happiness. There you go. Absolutely love it. You're going to crush it. Appreciate it. So, um, so Keisha, how could people find you and um, learn more about you? Yes, absolutely. I am on LinkedIn, Keisha Kennedy, K-E-I-S-H-I-A, last name Kennedy, like the president. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Kennedy Remedy Investments, and then Instagram, Kennedy Remedy. I also have a free guide to to leave your listeners, which is on my website at Kennedy Remedy, R-E-M-E-D-Y, investments with an S.com backslash guide. That is a free guide. So the beginner's guide to investing as a limited partner. Awesome. That's that. Yeah, definitely should, everyone should check that out. And um, you have any final remarks to leave the audience with? Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast and start investing today. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, everyone, keep making milestones. See you next time. Thank you.